bad, immoral, and wrong. This is the Modern Eater Show. Piping hot and delicious. The Modern Eater. Food, 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 food. And now your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, welcome to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, Brian Freeman. We're all in our places, and a lot's changed in just one week. So thank you for tuning in tonight um, as we have been streaming on the Modern Eater Facebook page and YouTube all week long from 2 to 5 p.m. And basically just to get the reaction as the front range reacts to uh, basically what is the rippling effect of the shutdown of service industry right now. It seems like supermarkets are uh, being flooded and doing just fine, better than ever. And the links are broken right now in food service. And we're seeing that all over the place as people jockey for position for survival. Um, All week long, I've kind of been trying to figure out just an an example of what this feels like. Um, And welcome as you're coming in on on Facebook and YouTube. We would like to um, get your feedback as well. I've been kind of just rolling around in my head. What's this feeling like? What, what, What are we experiencing here as we see... Uh, unemployment skyrocketing and our friends in the service industry losing their jobs and uh, the very existence that they um, knew for so long as things are changing so rapidly and the restaurateurs that are faced with shutting their doors and letting everybody go to basically um, see what they can do to pick up the pieces and survive and as I came in it, it came to me clear in the shower that's where I do my best thinking And I thought, this is the feeling that Linus had when he lined up to kick that football. And um, it was pulled away from him, and Linus would fall on his ass each time. And he, um, you know, he had the best intentions. And one of the things that struck me earlier on in the week, looking for comment from one of the best restaurateurs I know in Brother Luck in Colorado Springs, who was just too choked up last Monday when it came down the line from the Denver Mayor Michael Hancock and the governor talking about, okay, this is it. We're closing them down. It's true. And um, it just just sat in quickly. It it was a kick to the gut of every single one of us. And Brother Luck uh, put out a video that said, we didn't didn't do anything to screw this up. This, This wasn't our fault. And that's a very tough pill to swallow. A lot of times when there's a strife or challenges in life, those challenges are something maybe that are build up or accumulation of bad decisions or um, just immorality or just basically uh, things that were your fault. Right now, none of that exists. It's the existence of all of us are challenged uh, throughout the hours and days and weeks ahead can't tell you how much that the Modern Eater show has been humbled in the past week to be able to hear stories of our friends and our colleagues and uh, people that are so dear to us to hear them sound off and talk about losing everything. It's a hard thing to uh, understand and it's a hard thing to put any rhyme or reason to or make sense of because the unsurety is what's certain. The only thing that's certain right now is uncertainty. It's a very tough thing. One thing that uh, strikes me and, and I'm so very proud of is seeing the resiliency and the ability to adapt and evolve and so quickly uh, pivot and take a left-hand turn when you need to. 
so many things are involved in that, and I encourage you, uh, if you're around, we're going to go wall-to-wall co- coverage as long as we possibly can. We've been quadrupling our efforts here at the Modern Eater to bring you programming day in and day out. Um, experts, um, people who lost everything, people that are, are doing well in uh, retail, retail uh, food service, and right now, I think the temperature is hurry up and wait. Hurry up and wait is one of those things to, you think about, well, what's the next action? How can you take another action? How can you move forward when you don't know the parameters of which you're playing in? Uh, Just like a football game, those parameters are set before you start the game. Right now we're starting a game that we don't even know what the rules are. They're changing daily and they're rapid. Uh, We've been visited by Sonia Riggs from the Colorado Restaurant Association on a daily basis. It shows you organizations like that and people that are really earning their money um, on, a, on a local, a state, and a federal level, bringing us information day to day this past week as we've documented it. Day one, I believe, is last Monday. And kind of the timeline is restaurants and food service braces as the governor and the Denver mayor ordered dining rooms to close. That's last Monday. Supermarkets were packed with panic buyers. Uh, Day two, last Tuesday, this last Tuesday, record layoffs and unemployment gets buried as restaurants bleed. Day three, restaurants are forced to adapt or die. This is how quickly these things are changing and evolving. Day four, where is the help? Watching small businesses suffocate. You know, small loans, uh, small business loans available, but in a business in such small margins in, in food service, Um, Do you want a loan? Do you want to saddle more debt to carry yourself into the future? Or do you want to just throw the keys into what was formerly your your baby, your business, and have the landlord come pick them up and regroup on the other side of this tragedy? Day five, the purge. The restaurants, you start to see them unloading their coolers uh, to those in need, their friends and family, and and really, you know, what's their model? What are they going to do? Or curbside delivery? Curbside or delivery? How are they adapting? Today is day six. Hurry up and wait. And again, feeling just like Linus, having that football pulled out right from underneath us as we're trying to make that kick to score. It's terrible, Brian. Brian Freeman joins us, and this is what we're looking at, my friend. I don't mean to seem doomsdayish, but there's a lot to unpack here, and if you're not upset, you're not paying attention. Well, it's it's definitely sobering, Greg. Um, we are in a place that's you know uncharted. We've never, never have been here at, to this place, and I hope we never have to go here again. Um, I think one of the important things around this, Greg, is is that it, it's it's so deep, and this is affecting, you know, as it affects you know the front line, which is you know obviously the restaurants and the food service people, but all of the industry that serves those people and it gets so much deeper because when you think about it a brewery might have bought grain from a farmer made some made some beer and they can't sell their beer now at the rate that they were selling so their payables are all of a sudden going to get behind that's going to trickle down to the farm that's going to trickle down to the farm workers i think you have that all the way down you look at someone like like myself i had to go through some heart wrenching layoffs you know i'm at a place of where i'm forfeiting my pay to make sure other people can stay on the boat because you know i'm an owner i'm i'm someone who thinks about this 
for the long term that I, I need these people and I can't push some of my people out. I'm, I, I'm super fortunate because not only do I deal with restaurants, but I also deal in the retail space. Um, and that's, as, as you said, that's, that's booming. You know, I want to give, though, before I really move into the retail side of things, I want to give a shout out because I have been impressed how the restaurants are changing and adapting rather quickly. And I think, you know, through our struggles, it really determines our character. And this is one of those moments that we're, we're all really having to dig deep and, and search within ourselves and find out what, what is this new life going to be for us? What, what does a new normal feel like? Um, how do we adapt? I, you know, Chow and John Hinman, Hinman and our, our friend Justin Brunson and some others, I believe uh, Alex Seidel was in this, giving, you know, we had donated a bunch of food to them to give to their employees, to give meals and food. That spirit right now, I think, is incredible in the restaurant. You know, so I want to give a shout out. I saw today's D-Bar. All these great restaurants are doing things for their employees. And I want to give, I saw earlier in the week, Linda at the Bindery gave, you know, everybody. And we're hearing stories and stories and stories. So huge, huge shout out. One of the things that I think is cool with the John Hinman group is with Chow is, is they got a bunch of mental health um, hours of counseling donated. And for, because, you know, that's another thing that we don't think about is, is what is the mental toll that this is taking on all the restaurant and food service industry? So, you know, that's a big thing. And then, you know, I'll, I'll segue into the, the retail side of things, because for me, it's like that, that was my only saving grace. If I didn't service the retail, you're going to see, I mean, food distributors are going to, I've, I've already heard of a few, and even in places like California, that that's, that was their whole business is serving hotels in Vegas. Those businesses aren't operating at all right now. Um, so, th- so that's a big thing, but the retail is up 75%, and it's every day. They're, they're up 75% every single day. So what's going to be interesting, and I, you know, I don't want to create any more panic, but next week we're going to be, the farms are, are harvesting as fast as they can on the fresh food side of things. And I'm starting to see small cabbage. <laughs> and when you know, when a farmer is selling you small cabbage or telling you, telling you, hey, my lettuce isn't sizing up, what that means is we're going to be in a situation where there isn't anything for them to harvest in a couple weeks. And we're, you know, so we need to slow that down. You know, I would encourage consumers, don't go out and buy more than you need. It's not, it, the, this chain, the food chain will work, the system will work if we let it. But if we make this massive reaction that what we've been doing, we're going to, you know, we're going to have bigger, bigger things. But, you know, and last week it rained all week in California. No one thought about that piece as well. So there's, listen, there's so much on my mind because, you know, imports are being shut down from other countries right now. So, you know, those things that aren't in season in the U.S. are going to stop coming to the grocery stores. The prices are up because the supply is so limited. There's a lot going on. I'm going to turn it back to you because I, I no, seriously, I, I could talk for a half an hour just about the impact that we're going to see on our on our food system and our food chain and, and how important it is that we all sort of take a step back and, and do something right to move forward. I think you um, can all see why we find it very important here at the Modern Eater to just um, broadcast and stream as much as we possibly can in the days ahead. Brian Freeman, who I said invented produce, 
uh, has a lot to say, and I think that these voices absolutely need to be heard. Uh, before we break, one thing that struck me from your conversation there is about panic buying. Uh, please, uh, you know, make make the jump across to you understand why we don't need to over flood our health system right now. That's why we're doing the social distancing. That's why we're trying to curb this coronavirus so it doesn't turn into full-on COVID-19 to folks and and have our hospitals overwhelmed. Let's not have our food overwhelmed at this point in time. Yeah. We've got great guests lined up for you this evening. I've got to tell you, in the next hour at 7 p.m., you're going to want to hang on because Sonia Riggs is going to join us from the Colorado Restaurant Association. There's an update, and, and again, this is the type of... Uh, you're in the matrix. Anything goes at this point. And uh, it's been announced that restaurants will have the ability to um, do delivery and curbside for alcoholic beverages. That's uh, remarkable. There are so many things swirling around questions of how will that work. She'll answer those questions at 7 p.m. Next segment, uh, Richie Snyder. He's usually here with us. He's at home doing the right thing, taking care of his mom and and uh, making sure everything's uh, well on that front. He is in food service manufacturing. Everybody knows him from Rockalitas Tortillas, so we're going to jump in with him. 6.30, we will jump in with Chris Johnson from Rome Sausage. As you can see, I'm supporting local. I would love for you, every, everybody, to take that example and wear one of your favorite brands. Support local. Actually walk the walk. It's real easy to click that Amazon button and uh, have food delivered to your door in some sense. But you got to remember, keep those dollars uh, in town. Keep them right here in our community. At 645, she's our new spirit guide. Her name is Dr. Sarah Met. She's with Code 4 Counseling. We met the Dr. Uh, Sarah over FaceTime this week doing... Um, doing interviews with her and she was recommended by the colorado restaurant foundation and mary mino and what a home run she's such a great lady and inspirational in times like this and i think we could all use a little bit of inspiration so stick around 645 sarah metz will join us 715 jonathan shikes from westward he's the colorado beer man and uh, lots moving uh in the world of breweries and distilleries and what's happening and what we can and cannot do so jonathan shikes will join us uh, also at 7.30, Alyssa Thorpe. She's in studio with us right now in Jagged Mountain. These guys, are we've, we've loved them before. We're going to love them after this, and we just want to hear what they're doing to continue to have that footing right now in such troubled times. So can't wait to check in with them. And then 7.45, booze in the news, all the booze news you can use, and we'll still do it with Dustin Evans and Rocker Spirit. If that's not enough, I don't know what is. Uh, sit back, relax. You're probably at home right now. That's my guess. Here at home, and uh, thank you for tuning in. If you want to check out our past coverage, please look at our YouTube channel. Like it when you're there. The uh, branding is consistent. The Modern Eater and our Modern Eater Facebook page, too. Uh, get notifications when we're sending these out, daily updates. All right, let's take a quick break. You're going to hear commercials from sponsors of the Modern Eater Show. Will they continue to be sponsors? Will they continue to have a business after all this? I don't know, but we're going to support them. And so when you hear these messages, you know these are some of the best of the best. Please support your local community. We'll take that break. Come right back. The Modern Eater Show, Studio Kitchen, Colorado, iHeartRadio. Choose your path. 
through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Modern Eater family, it's Little Rich. Everybody needs insurance, but do you have the insurance you need? When we opened Studio Kitchen Colorado, home of The Modern Eater, we had no idea what insurance we needed. We didn't even know where to begin. Times like that, I turned to the experts. Our insurance expert, Brian Brenning with the Ewing Levitt Agency. Brian makes the coverage discovery process easy and seamless. Here's what you can expect from Brian and the team at Ewing Levitt. The absolute safest coverage, fair, low rates, quick response time, and honest, straightforward service. I've been in business 40 years. I trust Brian Brenning and Ewing Levitt Agency. He's not just an insurance expert. He's my friend. Make him your friend and expert, too, by calling the Ewing Levitt Agency today, 970-679-7374. For the best and most reliable insurance coverage, that's 970-679-7374. It's the Ewing Levitt Agency. Hey, chef friends, it's Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas. Rockalitas, known for hyper-local, innovative, and healthy tortillas and chips, served by Colorado's top chefs, and that's why we only use Colorado Mills sunflower oil. If you, too, want to serve the healthiest, most vibrant-tasting foods, you must use Colorado Mills. Colorado Mills is hyper-local, Colorado-grown, cold-pressed in Lamar, Colorado. Whether you bake, fry, or saute, get your Colorado Mills today. Available through Shamrock, Growers Organic, and Don Foods. For the best oil in the business, use Colorado Mills. Okay, cool. Day six, uh, since the orders came down the pipe to shut down food service, um, Colorado and beyond. And we'll continue back to that conversation. Little Rich Schneider is uh, on hold on the phone. Right now from a uh, very, very uh, empty studio kitchen, Colorado, where you would usually see some of the finest cooking going on and and chefs in here and breweries and distilleries and other products. Um, No, not right now. It's just um, not appropriate for that. And businesses that I talk about that don't resemble uh, what they're going to resemble before this, it's time to start thinking about the other side. What's the other side of this going to bring um, to get your business lean and mean and running like a fine-tuned machine? And I can tell you, Jeff Rourke from A-Plus Beverage Solutions, during the downtime now, it might sound really weird to say, but get your tap lines cleaned. Get your tap line cleans, get them ready yep. to go. Uh, people are going to be drinking that delicious craft beer, and I'll tell you what, the brewers would appreciate if the beer tasted like they intended it to taste. So if you need a new install... Uh, who knows, you might um, be acquiring a new business or starting a new business. Uh, Jeff Rourke from A-Plus Beverage Solutions. These are the trusted people. I tell you that it's not businesses doing business with other businesses right now. It's people doing business with other people. That's going to ring true after all of this is over. So um, family-owned and operated, very well trusted. It's Jeff Rourke, 720-272-3809. If you're pouring in a fish and beer, boys... You're pouring, pouring your, your money, money down, down the drain. drain. Don't pour your money down the drain. Get a hold of him, Jeff Rourke at A-Plus Beverage Solutions. Hey, this is Brother Luck from Colorado Springs. All right, you ready? <laughs> Owner of 4 by Brother Luck and Lucky Dumpling. I mean, he's, he's a very, very impressive man. And you're rocking with the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. 
Okay, back to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. I promise it's not going to be all somber. We're going to have a, a couple of laughs. We're drinking a little beer here in studio. we got to grab those laughs or giggles whenever you possibly can. People are just doing what they can to survive right now. Hurry up and wait's the theme of the show. Uh, we're going to continue on. I can't um, wait to talk to this gentleman. I haven't seen him all week long. It's Little Rich Snyder. He's on phone. Uh, probably in the Little Rich massage chair, holding a baggie of his native soil in the basement there at his house. How are you, Little Rich? <laughs> I should get in the massage chair. That's right. Why not? Uh, comfort. It's hard to come by right now. you got to grab it where you can. Richie, it's been a long week. Um, you've kind of just been, uh, I don't know, riding the ship, I would say, at Rockalitas, making sure everything um, can go as well as it possibly can. What are you seeing out uh, out there right now, Richie? Well, uh, uh, you know, uh, and you're you're absolutely correct. I've been uh, at my desk uh, every day in there, and I'm trying to, uh, with my Rolodex, I'm sold. I still call it Rolodex. Reach out to as many people uh, to temp, you know, check the temperature of the water, and even that, it's an always changing thing. Um, you know, last week we talked about it a little bit. What I am, at least what we're doing in our business at Rockalitas, and this is what's best for us. But certainly as I'm seeing people go in perhaps other directions than what we're doing, hey, all I can say is this is what's working for us. But it's certainly something to think about. I'm trying to use high-altitude, long, uh, long-range thinking. And so in that, you know, we're running our business, uh, as I've said uh, several times now, we're running it on facts, not fear. Uh, although those facts are changing, and I certainly have to be, anyone has to be cognizant of what is the worst-case scenario, but I'm not ready for the, the entire world to shut down quite yet. Um, Can we so, talk about, you know, Richie, uh, you're one sure. of these guys, I look to you as a, you know one of those spirit guides of just when I need the, the calming, you know, calm me down a little bit, Richie. One of the things that I think is very important right now is people are scrambling for market share, right? Uh, we all specialize in something, and especially seeing food service get devastated right now in retail. That scramble from food service to retail or going outside of your lane or your expertise, uh, what, do you, what, do you, what do you say to that, Rich? What do you recommend to folks? Well, you know, again, long-term thinking, and that's what we're really trying to to do, and you're absolutely correct. I'm seeing people uh, get outside of their lane, and I'm all about stay inside of our lane in these times. And what does that mean? Uh, well, for example, I'm not getting into the home delivery burrito business because I've got, you know, uh, you know, 800 boxes of tortillas. Then I've got, I've got to use those up. I'm I'm continuing my business model. Uh, and, and staying in my lane. I'm, I'm choosing instead to support the, the, the sales through our normal channels. Can I ask you a I'm question? Sure. Richie, you're, you're in a great location in Rhino, right on Larimer Street. I'm not going to give the exact address out because uh, you just don't want to. Uh, but the point being is, is that you very well could open up the garage doors. You could set out some tables and tortillas and chips and start to sell, get the credit card machine fired up and, and start to try and sell retail. What would that do to your model right now? How would that disrupt it? Well, our, you know, our business model is selling to food service distributors. And my fear is that once this gets done, once this blows over, 
and it will, I don't want us to be perceived as competitors to our customers and not being committed to them. And in other words, when, when it got bad, man, you were taking customers from me, Rich, and no more like if art, through all this ardent mills. Okay, perfect example. Um, I buy, obviously, ardent mills flour. And if ardent mills is slow, they decide, wow, we got to move this flour. We're going to start baking bread and making tortillas now. Mm. And when this got better, I bet my relationship would look a lot different. And mm. so I'm not, here's what we're not doing. Like I said, we're staying in our lane, but we're not, oh, how, how, can, how can I put this? We're not going to ch- uh, chase a short-term thing that would damage our brand for the long term. At the back end of this, actually, this is an opportunity for us, for anyone who, who chooses this. And like I say again, it may not be for everybody. Mm-hmm. But all I'm merely explaining is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Is at the back end of this, I want to be able to say, look, I proved my commitment to you by my actions. Even when they were tough to do, I stood by you. And so that's what we're trying to convey. That's the message we want long term for our Rock League's brand. Rich, I, I love where you're going. Um, I, this is Brian. I wanted to ask uh, on this thought. I know that, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask on this thought. You know, we were having a discussion before the show about do you feel, and, and this was my feeling, is, is my feeling is, is that we need to figure out a way to make our businesses more defensible. So in a time like this, do we have other avenues? And so to your point, not changing who we are, what we do, I'm not going to be a restaurant that's going to be a grocery store, but what, what's your feeling on the restaurant that should, should every restaurant be thinking about takeout in a different way now than they ever thought before? Oh, I think so. And, and boy, boy, did you cue that up? Uh, for me, Brian, thank you so much for what I think is going to be another huge opportunity for everybody. Hey, Richie. Let me unpack this. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say, um, maybe we take a quick break, but then I was thinking, no, you're on a, you're in a fluid uh, thought there. So why don't you go ahead and continue? I apologize. Okay. Well, no, no, no problem. Well, you know, as we've all seen in the past like year, maybe even two years, uh, the, the reality is everybody's been busier and heck. Dining room's full. Uh, it gave an, uh, an opening for these takeout and delivery services that are charging uh, 20%, 30%, and yet even in that environment, they're still growing in double-digit figures mm-hmm. every year. And so this is that time where, okay, I don't have a full dining room. I better get my hands wrapped around this delivery and takeout since this is my only distribution model right now. You know, the old distribution models, we made the product... It got served at the dining room table. Now we have to take it to the front door or maybe to their home. But my feeling is through this, everyone's going to get their hands wrapped around that. What items on their menu could they transport well? Uh, some don't don't even try it. Don't give your customers a bad uh, an opportunity to pick a bad choice. Hmm. But through this, I think we're going to get our hands wrapped around that. And at the end, it would perhaps become another revenue stream instead of a revenue suck. I mean, that's kind of a harsh word, but a lot of people are not very happy with, with many of the delivery services. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting thing as, you know, market shares are lopsided right now and people are just trying to, um, 
you know, struggle for survival. This is nothing that we've ever seen before in a sense of if the economy got poor uh, is basically because of bad businesses and, and bad decisions uh, all the way down the line. But uh, right now there are a lot of great decisions being made and, and seeing that resiliency of people. Um, it's just that hang on, Richie, and you're doing the same thing. Uh, we're going to jump to uh, the next segment with Chris Johnson from Rome Sausage, another guy in food service in the chain there. And I can't wait to hear his story of what he's doing as well, Richie. No, he's a great guy. And you're going to hear, you know, you're going to hear both sides of uh, different answers for the same question. And everyone has to do what's right for them. I'm really trying to bring up that thing of, hey, think of what this could be perceived as for your brand at the back end of this. You know, just to just be be mindful of your brand. Jeffrey Nations, Aspen Baking Company, commented, adapting is very hard. We don't have a hard stop to maneuver from, and that hard stop mm-hmm. doesn't look very close. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. All right, Richie, we're going to let you go. Uh, keep tuned in there uh, to the Modern Eater Show, and uh, hopefully we will see you this week. You got it. Okay. There he is, Little Rich Schneider. Rock Take care, Rich. Tortilla. Uh, let's take that break. Come back. Uh, next is Chris Johnson, Rome Sausage, right here on the Modern Eater Show. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Hollenbeck. Anymore these days, when I go out to eat, I not only want to eat delicious food and drinks, but I also want to eat where I know my money is going to a local restaurant that I believe in. I believe in The Goods Restaurant on Colfax and Mark Whistler. The Goods is a community restaurant and bar with a menu focusing on vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, and keto options. Comfort food lovers, try the best burger on planet Earth. I love it. Eight ounces of grass-fed beef and never, ever any hormones, antibiotics, or steroids. The Goods is truly a cultural melting pot, a family restaurant open to all. Their bar program is amazing. Saddle up at their long, luxurious bar, have a nice craft beer or a cocktail. Like their Facebook page and stay up on amazing events and specials going on throughout the week. Located on East Colfax, directly connected to the Tattered Cover Bookstore. Across from East High School with free parking in a garage in back. Look them up online, thegoodsrestaurant.com. I'll see you at The Goods. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose The Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com. All right, you guys, back to the show in just a minute. But before we do that, it's time to talk, and it's time to talk about bread. Uh, I know we're all going through some terrible times right now, but bread is still wonderful. It's still delicious. And at AspenBaking.com, it doesn't get any better. Whether you're into hoagies, focaccias, ciabattas, baguettes, croissants, bear claws, lobster rolls, pound cakes, coffee cakes, and more, AspenBaking.com is where you go to pick up the most delicious 
and fresh bread made in the city. But you know what you're not going to find? You're not going to find preservatives, artificial coloring, or chemicals. You will find box lunches. And if you want to cater, this is a great opportunity when the things are, are back in action. You know, forgive me. Um, but their box lunches, they're serving with delicious Rome sausage, who you'll hear from in this next segment. So it's the website one more time, and then it's back to the show. It's AspenBaking.com. Hi, Michael Myers from Distillery 291. I'll say whatever you want me to say. <laughs> That'll get me in trouble. Ride it like you stole it. Drink it like you own it. You're listening to The Modern Eater on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome to The Modern Eater. It is Saturday night live on iHeartRadio's uh, local affiliate, Denver's talk station, 630K. How it is day six. Uh, we're in the matrix right now. Nothing uh, resembles anything we ever uh, knew before last Monday when service industry basically just shut down. And uh, we're faced with jockeying for position and uh, the hurry up and wait is a Saturday night. Zach Johnson on the Modern Eater Facebook stream, the Spice Guy chimes in. I don't. I think it's important to find that break-even point of delivery. How many orders does a kitchen need to sell to employ a driver, own a vehicle, pay insurance, etc.? Is that a headache a chef wants, or is the 20 to 30 percent worth not thinking about all of that? Thank you, Zach. If you have a comment and you want to uh, get it in our ear, and you're watching this from any other Facebook page besides The Modern Eater, jump on over to The Modern Eater Facebook page. Click on this stream tonight. That's where we'll see your comments. And Rebecca Berry joined, uh, joined the uh, stream as well. Rebecca did a great job with us all week long, uh, kind of sitting in for Brian while he had to go work. From 2 to 5 p.m., we're streaming live every single week. Uh, uh, so tune in to that. Let's get back to the show right now. 7 o'clock, Sonia Riggs from the Colorado Restaurant Association will join us to talk about the new uh, loosened regulations around liquor and delivery and pickup from restaurants. Uh, that'll be cool. And then uh, at 6.45, Dr. Sarah Metz will join us. Uh, right now, it's Chris Johnson and Rome Sausage. Uh, Chris, I'm wearing your T-shirt, man. Support local. What's happening with you? Looking good, buddy. Looking good. What's up, Brian? How are you, buddy? Hey, hey, Chris. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, and what a week, huh? What a week. What a week. Are you guys in production? We are in production. Um, you know, I will say it's not uh, our typical production, you know, um, with a large percentage of our business being in food service. Um, you know, we're not seeing uh, what we're used to, and, and that's okay. We expected that based on what, what's been going on in the world. So, you know, I'll just I'll say this to start. You know, this, this is going to pass, and it's going to pass sooner than we think. And, you know, the, the question is, how do we get through it? And I think you guys are doing a great job of putting together the resources and people and ideas to, just to try and, you know, keep some folks afloat and get them thinking differently about their businesses and their livelihoods. And, and uh, I appreciate what you guys have been doing all week to um, put a voice to this and to, you know, um, allow folks the venue and the opportunity to uh, voice frustrations or to work or, you know, anything they do just to, just to get through this process. So it's... Uh, these are interesting days, man. Comment on the live stream. Blake Butler. Hey, Chris, I was just talking to Keith, and Woodhill Barbecue is looking for some roams in the coming days. Please, that's the type of stuff we need right now, right, Chris? That's it. That's it, man. I met Keith at Home Depot randomly, and uh, that's where that kind of got generated. But, yeah, it's, it's um, you know, we're all kind of forced to be flexible and creative in this, this scenario. And, you know, I, I love what Rich had to say about um, being able to kind of sustain the brand through um, 
through these tough times to be able to answer to his distributors and to his you know retail folks after that and at the blessing that rich has and you know he's in a great spot and i think for a lot of folks including us we're in a spot where you know we uh want to continue to pay our folks you know if that means you know um, not paying myself which i've committed to do um in the in the, you know, the interim period until we get a handle on the situation um but you know it's it's forced a lot of folks to think creatively and to, to be flexible and to think about how uh how to best meet the needs of 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 people out there and to enter new markets and generate income until this thing settles out. And, you know, I, I firmly believe that, you know, the, the takeout scenario long-term is, you know, is, is still viable, obviously, but I think there's a tremendous value in, you know, those those dining rooms and getting in there and being taken mm-hmm. care of and the experience of eating out. But the folks, are, they'll, they'll be back, you know, yeah. and, and they'll spend money and they'll buy, buy bottles of wine and all those things. And, you know, they want the experience of eating out and they want the um, to be taken care of and all those things. So it's, you know, it's just killing time and, and, and making a living and, you know, taking care of folks until we can get to that point. Yeah, hurry up and wait. It's been the theme uh, for today, hurry up and wait. Interesting conversation, the takeout and uh, delivery for restaurants right now, kind of under the microscope of, of survival for restaurants as we look down the chain of, of food service. Doesn't the conversation transcend to... Okay, well, if your pants were down restaurants because of this, you didn't have, you know, you're not the brother's barbecue of the world, let's say, to where they're actually do a great job doing that. Is this something that you need to reflect on going forward to diversify Rome Sausage into the retail space? Or do you just say, hang on, let's not rethink our whole business plan, just like restaurants shouldn't rethink their whole business plan. But where, where do you approach that? Because I think that there's some crossover. Well, I think this whole situation is a catalyst for, for rethinking business plans, whether you're an operator or a manufacturer or a delivery service or anybody in between. Um, you know, we're looking to, to for some retail representation or retail opportunities. So, um, you know, in, in an effort to, you know, obviously move products and keep the lights on and get to keep folks paid, um, but also to, you know, to balance out um, this kind of situation. We're not, you don't have all your eggs in one basket. We do have some retail um, product in stores, and so that that's been a help. But yeah. you know that that balance is going to be um, important for everybody, whether that's us or um, you know restaurant or a pizza place or a deli or or anybody in between. So you know it's about being um, I think flexible at this stage in the game, and about um, you know thinking creatively about solutions to keep the lights on, keep folks paid, and to keep keep your brand strong. I agree, and not compromising yourself. You know, the, a while back you said I used to sell my sausage on the street, but you meant something totally different than that, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't, didn't get a lot of, uh, a, lot of, a, lot of a lot of buyers for that. But, uh, more more quality over quantity. If, if yeah. Hey, honest. Chris. Hey, Chris. It's Jay here, real quick, man. I, when you're selling that, man, you just need one buyer. That's right. Yeah, one, that's one right. You, just, you just need one, and you're in business. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Chris, I got to, I got to, and you got to, got to be closing. Chris, have you found any opportunity through this? Because there have been, I've, I've spoken to some manufacturers that there, there are some silver linings out there. Have, have you found any in this? Yeah, I mean, if you have a retail presence right now, especially in the protein world, I think you're, you're, you know, going as hard as you can, as fast as you can, as far as production goes. Um, you know, shelves are somewhat empty still. That buying kind of impetus is still is still out there. So, um, you know, in terms of the protein rule, those guys are still having still having great great years. I mean, I know some meat man, or meat uh, wholesalers 
and distributors having a hard time keeping those uh, shelves stocked. So, um, you know, much in the way you're seeing smaller cabbages, you're going to see that kind of same effect, um, you know, those meat cases. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's time for introspection, and then, you know, let's put our head down, grind this thing out, and then, you know, let's look up in a few weeks, 30 days, and, and you know, and, and wear our Survivor T-shirts, man. Hey, we got, we got past it, you know, which is the crazy thing, right? There's nobody you can call them like, hey, when the plague happened, what did you do for work? You know, how'd you make ends meet? Because there's no, there's no, nobody around. You know, from 100 or 200 years ago. So that, that that's the hard part, right? Nobody has a mentor they can go to right now and say, hey, what should we do in these circumstances? How can we carry this thing forward? How do I maintain, you know, my brand and integrity and all those things while we deal with, you know, all this craziness? Well, speak for yourself, man. I I see little Rich Schneider. He knows it every, everything. He knows it all. I tell you, man, he's like a little Yoda. Tell you what. <laughs> he has a little Yoda. Chris, <laughs> thanks for your time. A little Yoda. We'll get you all week long, man, if you'll have us. And, uh, you know, support local. I'm going to wear this shirt all week long, man. I'm not going to shower either. Oh, lovely. Uh, my, we have more shirts <laughs> I can get you. Than, uh, I'll, wa- I'll wash my hands, though. Please do. Okay. <laughs> There he is, Chris Johnson. Thank you, Chris Johnson. Okay, we need to break real quick because I want to spend as much time with this gal as possible. We may even... Uh, no, we won't. We'll, we'll be back in a flash. Coming up next, Dr. Sarah Metz, Code 4 Counseling, on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Want to bake the best? Bake with the best. Little Rich here from Rockalitas Tortillas and The Modern Eater. Our wraps fold cold and don't break open, yet they're soft and delicious. What's my secret? Ardent Mills. Organic, ancient, and heirloom grains like quinoa, spelt, and more. Locally headquartered in Denver, Colorado, Ardent Mills provides the industry's broadest range of traditional and organic flours, whole grains, customized blends, and specialty products dedicated to providing the culinary industry with the next grains and unique plant-based ingredients. I love Ardent Mills, and I know you will too. To bake the best, you must use the best. Learn more at ardentmills.com. Taxes, payroll, and workman's comp? Ugh! If you're a business owner, I bet hearing me say those Dirty words made you cringe. Hi, I'm Rebecca Berry with Forth, and I know growing and managing a business can seem overwhelming and just daunting at times. But at Forth, we've got you covered. Forth knows you want to take your business to the next level. Forth was designed to be the partner you need and will allow you to free up your time and resources to do what you do best, grow and manage your business. Call me. Let's talk about how I can help. 720-436-8047. That's 720-436-8047. Rebecca with Forth. Listen up, barbecue lovers. Greg Holland back here for Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. Proud Souls is Denver's authority of all things barbecue. Do you rule your neighborhood with the best backyard barbecue? From beginners to pit masters, Proud Souls has all the equipment you could possibly want. A variety of wood, pellet, and charcoal grills and smokers. Award-winning pit masters and owners of Proud Souls, Dan and Tony, have a passion for barbecue, and it shows. Located on 25th and Federal, Proud Souls retail store is bursting at the seams with your barbecue essentials, the Spice Guy spices, and superior flavored fuels for your pit like hickory, mesquite, oak, pecan, cherry, apple, peach, maple, grape, and a variety of blends. Hit their website, ProudSoulsBBQ.com, for delicious hands-on barbecue classes and get information on current promotions and deals. For the best in barbecue, locally owned and operated on 25th and Federal, there are guys. Proud Souls Barbecue and Provisions. That's ProudSoulsBBQ.com. Whose cuisine reigns supreme? You're listening.
listening to the Modern Eater Show. The ultimate gourmet challenge. And it's time for In the Kitchen. Okay, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. It is a Saturday. It's March 21st, day six of In the Matrix right now as we um, try and jockey for some sort of normal life and and, uh, just the uncertainty of when that will happen. Usually... Uh, right here during Saturday nights, the Modern Eater Show. This kitchen is full. It's got great culinary people. Chefs are cooking, and the vibes are real cool. Breweries, distilleries, products, uh, just lively and jumping. And we can't wait to get back to that. But right now, uh, this is the topic, trying to be that beacon of light for you. Uh, so when we're usually cooking up in the kitchen, in the uh, in the kitchen segment, tonight we're cooking up some mental health. And she's our gal. Dr. Sarah Metz joins us on the Modern Eater Show. How are you, doctor? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Good. We spent the week with you, kind of. Well, and you called me a spirit guide earlier, and mm-hmm. when I was listening to the show, my husband promptly fell to the floor laughing, and he's still laughing. So <laughs> you made his day with that description. I think it's completely accurate, uh, but he found that very funny. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'd, li- I'd actually like to talk to your husband sometime to get the insight on why that is so funny. <laughs> Today's theme, Doctor, this is where we we defer to you, you know, either lighten the mood or give us a tidbit of, um, you know, inspiration or or just reality, you know, a dose of reality of what we're feeling. Today's uh, theme is hurry up and wait. And I kind of... uh, I kind of uh, likened what we're seeing right now for food service people, restaurant chefs, restaurant tours, the whole chain in food service as, uh, again, I'm going to date myself, doctor, as Linus lining up to kick that football. And Sally would pull that ball out from underneath his foot and he'd land on his ass. I think a lot of people feel that way right now. What do you do when you're just in a holding pattern? You're waiting, you're waiting, and you're anxious. And there's just, you know, there's no answers that are going to come anytime soon. There aren't, but I think you guys have answered your own question with some of the last segments you guys have been doing where you're talking so much about how it's so important to have a very solid business plan and a business model that you have put so much language and time and effort into developing, and that business model really helps you to be successful. And now for so many people in the industry, that model for a lot is having to be kind of re designed mm-hmm. and and redeveloped to make you successful in a t- time of chaos. Mm-hmm. So really my advice to everybody out there is use those same skills that you've developed as you've created those business models and now do some of that self-work to say, what is your personal mission? What is your personal model for success? Really sit down, pen to paper, put some language to that and figure out how to flex that, even in this time of chaos as well. We all need to have a really solid identification with what is our model, what are we, what are we doing in life, and that is outside of the business, but it's, it's really trying to figure out what that looks like and, and be able to adapt and be flexible. I've heard so many people on your show this evening talk about how important it is to be flexible and how people are coming up with such creative ways of keeping their businesses afloat. So again, it's, it's the same skill in figure out how to keep yourself afloat and recharged during all of this too. 
Yeah, whether it be business or uh, marriage, relationships, maybe rehab or an injury, coming back, or the daunting thought of starting from the beginning. Where do you begin with that, right. doctor? Again, it's really, you're, you're exactly right in, the, in that there are different pieces to that. And so really what I would say is, again, pen to paper, really having people look at four different categories. What are they doing physically to take care of themselves? Or what have they done in the past that worked for them? What are they doing mentally to take care of themselves? Or, again, what are things they've done in the past? Maybe they've gotten away from it, but some skills that have worked in the past, whether that's meditation, mindfulness, journaling, um, in the physical category, whether that's hopefully getting outside, going for a walk, getting you know some, some weight training in, you know something that they can do from home now. So physically is one category, mentally, the other two categories are what are you doing spiritually to take care of yourself and what are you doing socially to take care of yourself. So really looking at those four categories and making sure that you can identify and put language to what are some things that you're doing in each of those four categories right now to try to take care of yourself. And the same way that people might say, well, I can't do any of the things I've normally done. Well, your business can't do the things you've always done before either. And mm. so this is a time to be really flexible and to say it's, it's time to really adapt and look at what are some new creative things that you can put into each of those categories to still make sure that you're taking care of yourself. With two minutes left, I always hog you. I'm sorry that I'm doing that. But Brian, Jay, do you have anything for the doctor? Well, I, I, doctor, uh, this is Brian Freeman. I just think it's interesting because it's all about balance. And that's what I'm Absolutely. hearing come it's through. Is is Yeah. Yeah, and, and whether, you know, right now how much more important it is to create that balance. But back when things get normal, remember that you have to have that balance if you're going to be successful to look at your business, you know, it's in, in its entirety. I'd just Absolutely. like to say to, say to the doctor that I didn't start drinking. Either. That was just a bad. <laughs> that was just a bad joke I made. That's all. I just had. To but thank you for. But thank you for being. For thank you for being concerned for my well-being. I appreciate it. Anytime, Jay. Anytime. How about forgiveness for yourself, Doc? In the last question for you, and then we'll rejoin you hopefully on Monday. Um, forgiveness for yourself. You're going to probably make some missteps. Um, what, what do you do in 30 seconds with those missteps and forgiving yourself? A lot of that comes down to self-talk and identifying it as, as a misstep and not judging yourself so incredibly harshly. Human beings are really good at beating themselves up, especially folks who are really high-functioning. And, and, you know, so it's important right now to set some realistic expectations for yourself and know that you are going to you know, have some bumps and bruises along the way. And to forgive yourself for that and to say that you're doing the best you can under unusual circumstances. It looks like uh, Nick has joined in. I think you might know who uh -oh. that is. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He's poking fun, <laughs> our spirit guide. You're going to continue to join us, aren't you, doctor? <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime, okay. guys. Thank you. We'll Thank talk you. more about Code 4 Counseling as the days go on. Please look her up. Google her. She's amazing. Up next, Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association, right here on the Modern Eater Show. How about a bite to eat? It's time for the second course, hour number two of The Modern Eater. What are you hungry for? Here's to a meal we're all here for. Delicious and tasty. Now we're getting to the good stuff. With your hosts, Greg Hollenbeck, Jay Parker, and Brian Freeman. Okay, day six, right here on The Modern Eater Show. Wow. 
Wow, Don, bring that down, baby. Work that board, dude. It's hot in there tonight. It's hot at the studio. Uh, we're in the studio, Studio Kitchen, Colorado. Greg Hollenbeck, Brian Freeman, uh, Jay Parker, Little Rich Schneider at home in the Little Rich Massage Chair uh, because of real massage shut down as well. Did it? Yeah. So really? Salons shut down. Anything that's pretty much close contact. It's confusing. I will tell you, I think if you're a business owner right now, you are confused because I, I think that the rules are, are little, a little fuzzy. Oh. I saw a restaurant with somebody coming in the other day, and I was like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I thought you were closed. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, well, we're doing takeout, but Open I saw door. a couple people eating a sandwich at the, you know, you're like, oh, interesting. Um, you, you, right now, everybody's just trying to get that footing and figure out what is and what isn't. And uh, a little housekeeping. I knew this. I knew this. It was Charlie Brown and Lucy. Charlie Brown. Got you were the just football. testing, testing just the seeing, listeners, seeing, seeing if if anyone was and, really and, out there. Somebody caught it. So thank you, know, you for Well, doing the that. one person that was listening to us reached out and said, "You guys, I come on." It. Well, we have two because uh, on the line right now, her name is Sonia Riggs. She's joined us all week long. Actually, last Saturday night, she was here in the kitchen with us. She's CEO and president of the Colorado Restaurant Association. She's been. Uh, kind of riding the ship and navigating us through these uncharted waters right now as we learn that alcohol to go and delivery rules are announced. Welcome back to the show, Sonia. Uh, here it is Thank Saturday. You, Greg. I know, I know. Hi. A, a <laughs> lots uh, going on from this last week. Oh but let's my just, goodness, changing let's every day significantly. Do you mind if we cover this new thing and then we'll move on and maybe do a little recap? Absolutely. Uh, so, alcohol to go and delivery now allowed. What does that all yep. mean to us? So, we're waiting for, we've, we're, we've been on the phone with some folks today, we're waiting for uh, liquor enforcement, uh, state liquor enforcement to give us the final rules. But what we now hear is uh, folks with basically the retail off-premise or on-premise licenses, excuse me, can uh, allow for delivery and takeout of alcohol. So basically restaurants, bars, um, you know, brew pubs, those kind of licenses can now allow for takeout and delivery of alcohol. The original order basically said that the, if you're doing delivery, the person that's delivering it must be an employee of the company. We are trying to negotiate on that because we know so many people are using these third-party delivery companies, but we, as, as of now, the rule is saying that it needs to be an employee of the company. Um, they're, they've not yet given us guidelines on how much alcohol you can sell to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, we've basically said, listen, there's no limit in a liquor store. Our, our thoughts are there shouldn't be a limit um, like, frankly, other, other states are doing. They're, they're not actually adding any kind of a limit to how much you can sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, there are um, container laws. So when you're doing mixed drinks, so right now, right now, we're we're our understanding is they're allowing beer, wine, and spirits, including mixed drinks. So if someone wants to say, I want to order two Cosmopolitans, go. You can put it in a plastic cup with a lid, sealed, and um, get and get it to go. Again, uh, this is all happening so fast that we know that things are changing minute by minute. So we're waiting for uh, liquor enforcement to come up with the, those final guidelines, but. We're not hearing that there's a limit. Uh, we're hearing that you just need to be uh, as careful as possible as far as the, the, the sealing those containers. And um, you need to be obviously 21 to purchase alcohol. That that part has not changed. Sonia, good evening. Brian Freeman. Hey, um, Brian. Wh- hi. I wanted to ask about what some clarification on this because wasn't it always okay in Colorado? I, if I ordered pizza and they sold beer, they could bring a six-pack. 
with my pizza. Now, is that was that always no, the case, no. or is that not the case in Colorado? That was not the case. Um, what was allowed at, what, what what was allowed was cork and go for wine. So, meaning if you had a a, um, a glass of wine at a restaurant uh, and you didn't finish the bottle, you could have them reseal it and take it to go one one bottle. Um, so that that was what was originally allowed. Now. Um, breweries, which are different than brew pubs, so brew pubs are a retail license, breweries are a manufacturing license, allowed you to take the growlers and and other things like that away. Uh, That's different than the retail license that has has different restrictions. So no, the the buying a pizza and a pack of beer, as far as I know, was not allowed. Interesting. I've I've had it happen, but I think it's it's probably just confusing for the small business owner. Do they know that? You could do a poker game in the back room, too, Brian. (laughs) Well, maybe that's true. Okay, I'm not listening to this. (laughs) We follow the law. (laughs) That's right. The packaging, Sonia. I'm sure there's going to be a run on packaging. Are there any approved packaging, or is it just, uh, you know, every person for themselves, whatever they can find? or. Great question. We uh, sent out an email last night to our members with some partners that we know uh, will will likely and can provide the kind of packaging you need, like Fargreen Ellingson, Tundra Restaurant Supply, um, Cisco, Shamrock. Um, So we know that they've got options for folks, and and we'll continue to update you as we know the specific details from liquor enforcement. Um, As we know right now, the governor's office, and, and I've been in close contact with the city of Denver as well, and I, and, and I, and I suspect and I hope that the other cities are going to follow what the governor's office is saying, is that they're trying to be as liberal as possible as far as how this works. And when we're seeing what's happening in other states, it's basically, you know, a, a, a cup with a lid. You know, some folks are saying you need to tape it, that kind of thing. So we'll be looking at what that means as far as sealed. I know that law enforcement's you know, got some concerns about this because we've got, you know, we've, we, you can't have an open container uh, while you're driving down the street. And, and we certainly want to make sure that everybody's being safe and, and someone's not um, consuming your alcohol while they're, while they're delivering it. Um, so, you know, there's going to be some ways that they want to have it sealed. But um, what I'm hearing so far is that in this crisis and this unusual time, people are trying to be as liberal as possible with the definition. Mm-hmm. On the phone with us, Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association, as we continue from Studio Kitchen, Colorado, live on this 21st of March. It's a Saturday. Um, Sonia, we're going to learn more as we go on with this, but right now, is it green-lighted to where this is done today, or is there a start point? No, you can do it immediately. Okay. Um, but the... Again, um, as more specific rules come out, we'll, we'll be um, getting that out to the entire restaurant community as quickly as possible. They're just, you know, everything's happening so fast right now that everyone's just, I think, trying to scramble on the, on the local, state, and national uh, level to try to get uh, clarification out as quickly as they can. So we'll, we'll communicate that as soon as we have it. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, you know I always have my ear to the ground, Sonia. I'm an inquisitive kid. I like to ask questions. Uh, word on the street is the health department's really making rounds right now for restaurants. Uh, do you know much about that? Uh, Denver or or state? Because Denver, you know we've Denver. got close relationships yes. with both. Okay, I have not heard that. I can certainly look into it. Um, 
I will. One of the things I was going to talk about is that that um, restaurants. Uh, there's some guidance from the state as far as restaurants offering more options than they have been allowed to in the past. So we can talk about that when you're ready. No, I'm ready. Uh, no, I have. I have, okay. <laughs> um, so I just saw uh, some general guidance today that that uh, restaurants will start being, I believe, um, to uh, allow for. Um, uh, sell, selling of bulk food. So, you know, we're mm. seeing in, in other cities, people are saying instead of buying, mm. you know, one one um, piece of lasagna, can I do a tray of lasagna? Mm. Um, but we're even seeing uh, potential considerations on um, household goods like toilet paper and paper towels and general cleaning supplies. Mm, love it. What we saw from the Department of Homeland Security is restaurants are considered an essential business, mm-hmm. and we're looking for specific rulings from that on the state side as well, because we believe, you know, as, as we've all seen in the last week, you go to the grocery store, the um, there's nothing there. There's there's the sh- half of the shelves are empty, mm-hmm. uh, um, and and restaurants I think are really going to be uh, partners in stepping up to make sure that people are getting the food and supplies that they need in this in this uh, challenging time. Um, that is awesome. Uh, when you told me that is an essential part of just operating, um, that is one of the coolest things. And also, do you think there's an ability to maybe it's like I want to get a case of chicken or some ground beef I know is hard to come by right now? Uh, what about those things buying in bulk from a restaurant? Yeah, as, at, at this point, it looks like that's going to start being allowed. Um, this, I got this information from the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment. So. We'll be issuing, actually, we're working on email right now with their help on, uh, on specific uh, guidance on that. But, yeah, that, those, that, that's the hope, is that, and that's the plan, is that, that, um, that restaurants will be, uh, be able to start allowing sale of all of this, uh, many items of food that they're not typically uh, selling. Gotcha. Okay, I know it's a small body of work with only a week, but any data points that stand out right now is as we see food service trying to even out the playing field to to catch that positioning of what's working and what's not working out there as far as revenue streams? Well, you know, I guess I'm hearing upwards of 90% loss in revenue from restaurants. Obviously, that's devastating. Uh, you know, restaurants are cornerstones of our, our, um, our communities, you know, as we all know. But prior to this crisis, so many... Um, major family and, and business events happened in restaurants, so um, obviously this is a, a tough time for them. Uh, you know, we're waiting every day to hear uh, what's going to happen with the government, uh, government stimulus package on the federal level. I'm hearing now, I thought it was going to happen middle of next week, I'm hearing now maybe within the next 48 hours, so we'll, we'll be watching that closely. Um, you know, try to help help get people back on their feet and, and uh, employees uh, as part of all these small businesses. But, um, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I, I guess I would say uh, we are working closely with our partners to try to get information out on where people can go out to eat. So I would say if you've got a, a local restaurant that you uh, already is your favorite or you, uh, you know, order from or, tech or, or use, used to go dine out at, uh, please consider... Uh, doing takeout or uh, ordering to go from them. I mean, sorry, or, or delivery. Mm-hmm. Any any small thing, especially now that you can order alcohol, is going to make a really big difference with them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know your time is limited for this evening, and we'll catch up with you Monday. But what can we anticipate may come down the pipe as of early next week? 
Well, I think the biggest thing is this government stimulus package that we're going to see on the on the federal level. I will say we've also been getting information about on what, what some of the cities are doing for stimulus and what the state is doing to try to help however they can. So, again, I would encourage people to go to corestaurant.org, www.corestaurant.org. We are, as soon as we know updated information, we're posting it on our website, which is daily, um, sometimes multiple times a day. We're also sending out emails to folks, whether they're members or non-members, anybody in the restaurant community that wants to get updates, um, because it's just changing so rapidly. And, and I will tell you, just in talking daily to um, to local, state, and federal officials, it's happening so quickly that it's just hard to keep up for, for anybody. So um, the best place to, to, to go is either to our website or, or, or get our email or text updates, and we'll, we'll continue to give you uh, new information as it comes our way. It is absolutely the best place. It's corestaurant.org. Great, valuable information. I encourage you, Sonia, get some rest, please, because we need your immune Thanks, system Greg. healthy. I mean, I'll you tell you that. what, you're just, you, get, you and your team are working day and night. Uh, the information that you're sending out, and again, I, I see an email come through at 1130, and I go, geez, this team, man, talk about it. They're, they're really earning their money right now. Thank you so much. Thank you, and thanks for everything you're doing to get information out to the public. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. See you Monday. Sounds good. Sonia Riggs, Colorado Restaurant Association. Wow. A lot to unpack there. Yeah. Just day to day, hour to hour. Well, that's, I mean, and there's so much unknown. There's just so much unknown, and, and it just and keeps today's changing. today's truth is different than tomorrow's yeah. truth, and yesterday's truth is not today's. And well, and then, you know, one of the things that we said before this whole thing started was, how do we make sure we're getting facts? And she, you know, Colorado Restaurant Association and Sonia Riggs, thank you for giving us the facts. They're because. Uh, you know. and, and remember, they're not making laws. Yeah. They're not. This isn't. They're they just not try to just, communicate it. Communicate. And it's yeah. probably frustrating a lot of things for them as they're seeing that, uh, you know, Denver, here we are, we're hemorrhaging and trying to put band-aids on things that's just uh it's the bloodletting that we saw this week uh mark whistler do you know what time we start around here young man came to the studio six o'clock so uh, we've got about uh, 40 minutes left in the show a full schedule till the top of the hour but this i'm gonna do a special provision um we're gonna extend the modern eater show probably about 15 20 minutes uh after the top of the hour so you're gonna get a special 20 minute 20 minute mark whistler segment uh come eight o'clock so look forward to that. I got I to gotta extend it for you, my you man. Gotta you got to jump been, live on Facebook. You've been Facebook just doing so many that. great things this week. 5280 did a feature on Mark Whistler as well. I think it's fantastic. He's the hardest working man in show business. He's the two and only, the Mr. Zoom Zoom, Mr. Boom Boom. Mark Whistler, man, he's here with us. I love this guy. Um, thank you, Sonia, for those updates. Guess what? It's time. It's not good to do. Release a book. Man, Ooh, terrible. Yeah, Jonathan well. Shikes, he's on hold. We're gonna, here's what, here's our promise to Jonathan. We're going to talk to him about this, the way the breweries are. Let him mention the book. I think people need some good reading right now. Yes. What do you, you think? You have time on your hands you right now. You have a couple hours on your hand. Uh, but if you're going to order anything through Amazon, it should be Jonathan Shikes' book. Why do you keep looking at my headset? Is something wrong? No, okay. you're okay, man. Jeez. It's like so, <laughs> just so distracting. So awkward. Um, great show here. Also, uh, Jagged Mountain here with us. I love that brewery. I, I, you know, I'm having a great time with them. What a great conversation we've been able to have They've in between the breaks listening. and before the show. I it's know. been nice. And Jay's going break, 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 break. Okay, we'll break. break. Jonathan Shikes, uh, we're going to talk beer and then booze uh, because, listen, 
a lot of us need a little bit of the, you know, the, the pooch, a little bit of something right now. <laughs> That's why they're opening up the floodgates for Russia. Okay, Jay. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Greg Holland back for Gluten-Free Things. Are you intolerant or sensitive to gluten? Or maybe you're a gluten-free lifestyler? Is your menu limited because you've eliminated gluten from your diet? Are you missing the taste of foods that traditionally contain gluten? What if I told you that you can add breads, pizzas, muffins, cakes, cookies, waffles, croissants, English muffins, the list goes on right back to your menu. Gluten-Free Things is a local gluten-free and vegan bakery that reintroduces you to the foods you love. Owner John Irvin believes gluten-free shouldn't taste like the box that it's packaged in. Trust me when I tell you the products from his bakery in Arvada are fresh, flavorful, and masterly crafted, leaving you with a product that tastes like the real thing. Simply delicious. The bakery is located in Arvada on 64th and Sims across the street from Arvada West High School. Check out their website at glutenfreethings.com. You'll be amazed with the variety of gluten-free products they make. And chefs, don't leave your gluten-free restaurant guests without options. Contact John at info at glutenfreethings.com. That's info at glutenfreethings.com to see what he can do for you. Give him a shot. 11651 West 64th Avenue in Arvada. It's gluten-free things. Okay, more and more, and we'll get back back to Studio Kitchen in just a minute, but more and more as uh, businesses are emerging right now, we want to give this voice to uh, a company that may be of value to you right now. Uh, streaming your businesses online, virtual meetings, churches I know are trying to get to their congregation, uh, educational institutions, event streaming solution. Event Streaming Solution, uh, the Modern Eater Show is powered by Event Streaming Solution. Have you recently been faced with canceling a speaking engagement or an edu- educational class? You don't have to. Now is the perfect time to stream your content online. The, expert at, the experts at Event Streaming Solution are standing by to answer your questions and find the right solution to disseminating your message. They can help with educational institutions, churches, virtual meetings, business seminars, and anyone who has a message that they want to broadcast to their membership or group or congregation. The trained experts excel in live streaming with multiple cameras and professional audio and video capabilities. ESS strives to bring you customized content creation at a very competitive price. Don't risk losing your voice and contact Event Streaming Solution. It's Event Streaming Solution, no S at the end, today for a quote. All you have to do is email them, eventstreamingsolution at gmail.com. Yo, yo, what's up? <laughs> this is Justin Brunson, Culture Meat and Cheese in Denver Central Market. I'm a meat guy. <laughs> and you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. As we uh, continue right here on a Saturday, March 21st, just kind of doing the hurry up and wait. You know, wait, wait, wait. Everybody wants time to go by quickly to just get back to normal. Joining us on the line right now, he's a friend of ours. I actually grew up in the same neighborhood as Jonathan Shikes. I grew up on 6th and Jackson. I think he was on like 5th and Monroe. You're just way older than him. Just way, exactly right. (laughs) Online and welcome back, Jonathan Shikes. Welcome back to the Modern Eater Show. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Hey, dude, um, you released a book, and I, I'm sorry you did right now, but 
Uh, we'd love to mention it, and I think if people know about it, now's the, probably the best time to sit down and get some good reading, Jonathan. Uh, take a minute to talk about the book before we begin. Sure, yeah. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Denver Beer, uh, um, and it's a history of beer and brewing in the Mile High City from uh, 1859 through uh, through 2019. And um, I spent about two years working on it. It came out March 2nd, and yeah, I was supposed to have um, supposed to have a number of events, but like everyone else, uh, I got shut down. But hopefully, people can order it at uh, Tattered Cover and the Book Bar, both of their online sites, and Amazon and and get some reading, uh, get in some reading while while they're locked away in their homes. I think that's a fine idea. Uh, any d- thoughts on the horizon of an e-version of it? Uh, there's, I think there's Kindle versions of it, but uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't seen anything anything beyond that. Okay, far out. Um, did Jag and Mountain make it into the book? Uh, I don't know that Jagged Mountain made it in. There were, um, it wasn't, you know, necessarily like a, a competition between, you know, of, of breweries. It was what I focused on was different milestones in um, in brewing history, you know, going all the way back and then uh, into more recently, and um, you know, everything from the, you know, the first folks to can and that whole thing, the, the very first tap room only tap rooms. Uh, you know, the, the breweries from the 90s. So there was a lot of, I, I tried to focus on a lot of uh, different milestones, things that really, really changed things and, and made everybody kind of sit up and, and take notice of what was going on. I want to oh, I, I I guess. A I got to guess the first the first company to can. I got to guess. Oh, I know who that. Oh, wait, no, to can. I thought you were, are you talking craft beer or just any beer? Beer, right? And just beer. in Colorado beer. Yeah, well, Colorado craft beer, yeah. Okay. Oh, I know. My okay. Well, I'm going with this because we were down in Pueblo. We we're in Pueblo, and there's what's that beer company in in Pueblo, Jonathan? Walters. Walters. That's my guess. Yeah. Well, so Walters. So I, what I what I actually did was um, I, I think Coors was actually the first. Uh, to that was too Colorado. easy. Dang um, it. Yeah. <laughs> but Walters is cool. They're, they've you know they they did kind of what Tivoli did. They the new folks bought up. Um, the old, the old trademarks and the old recipes, and and are trying to make beers that were similar to those pre-prohibition beers that were being brewed in the 1880s and the early 1900s. Well, wait though, I, I've got a question, Jonathan. wasn't Wasn't it? Uh, what, there was a great beer that came out in a can, and I thought it was one of the first craft breweries yeah, to start I, putting it in a can. And they're up in not in Fort Collins, I don't think, all the way. It's uh, Oscar Blues. Yes, thank you, Oscar well, Blues. Wasn't it that? The no. Beer? That I'm thinking, that I'm thinking of. I'm. I can't remember the name to the beer that I think I'm so smart for knowing the first craft beer in a can. Jonathan, <laughs> wasn't it Oscar Blues though for the first craft beer? The first craft beer was Oscar Blues. It was Dale's Pale Ale and Dale's. Yes, thank you. Yeah, I, I keep wanting to say Mama's Little Yellow Pills, but that's a yellow can, and I yeah. see the can. I just can't the say Dale's, the, yep. I just can't say the name. Yep. See, Jane, I'm going to say Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> Have you met uh, Alyssa, Alyssa Thorpe and Brandon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are they there? They are here. That's yeah. why I asked. Hey, That's guys. Yep. Hi. <laughs> Let's, do you mind if we uh, take a break, Jonathan, come back? We'll, we'll talk about with these guys here and talk about what breweries are doing right now. And also on westward.com, you put out a terrific heat map. Uh, what does that heat map mean? It's an interactive beer-to-go map. Such valuable information. We'll cover those things if you don't mind sticking around, Jonathan. Sure, you bet. Okay, cool. Let's take a break. We'll come back. 
Um, I think that's neat, man. He's got a book. I want this. this you want to know how to support local? Stuff like that. Yes. Absolutely. I, I love the other thing was buy gift cards right now. Go out and buy gift yeah, cards. Yeah, think of it as places. a donation. Yeah. But buy a gift card, of course. Too Oscar favorite. Blues. Oscar Blues. Okay, be back in a flash. The Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hi. I'm Charlie Gottenkenny, brewmaster at Brews Beers, Denver's award-winning Belgian-style brewery. I am very pleased to tell you that our new taproom at Colfax and York in Congress Park is now open, and it is a unique experience. It's close to great restaurants, has a big sunny patio for warmer days, will feature live music, and it has a very cool contemporary Belgian-style bar and taproom. To celebrate our second location, we have 18 beers on tap, including several limited-edition sour and barrel-aged beers. For some holiday good cheer, try our figgy pudding and our unique champagne beer, Brut Le Grand. Check it all out on our website, brewsbeers.com. That's brews, spelled B-R-U-Z, at 67th and Pecos, and now open in Congress Park at Colfax in York. Join us this week at either location for some serious Belgian-style badass. Wear black and eat spices. Hey, Modern Eater listeners, this is Zach from The Spice Guy, Colorado's favorite spice company. Spice is the variety of life. At The Spice Guy, we have a passion for sourcing the best ingredients from the best farmers all over the world. Choose from thousands of different GMO-free spices and ingredients, or let us create and blend custom flavor profiles for whatever style of food it is that you're working with. With over 1,000 restaurants, food brands, and chefs behind us, you can't go wrong when you choose the Spice Guy for all your spice needs. The Spice Guy. Spicy. Born in Breck, raised in Denver. TheSpiceGuyCo.com Hey, you know what? It's the new year, and everyone's always looking for new ways to be more profitable. And so they always attack the different line items, but one almost everybody never looks at is their utilities, what they're spending on natural gas. Brian, do you have any tips for us on how to save money on natural gas? Absolutely. Just call me. Call me. That's all you got to do. What's that number, Brian? That number is 720-245-5771. Be sure and give Brian a call at Encore Energy. Hi, this is Laurie Mitson. I'm a food hack, a.k.a. food writer. I was just told that I could put my lines. And you're listening to the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Okay, welcome back to the program. A couple more segments left. Uh, from the live stream, Blake Butler says, Everyone out there should know the services that Elin Wenzel has offered for our local chefs during these times. Truly one of the best locally owned businesses around. He's probably one of the most giving people I know. And he's just going around sharpening all of these restaurants' knives for them. Yeah, isn't that so nice? Well, I mean, at some level, you know, this is the time. I, I'll tell you. Get ready. Something like the, what he's doing, you know, and he's not doing it for this reason. But where my head goes is... If somebody who supports me like that in a time of need, you know, at the moment all this turns around, I'm going to give Elon Wenzel at Element Knife Company a call to do more business with him because he was there for me when I needed him, and uh, I want to be there for him. Buy a knife from uh, from Elon, that's supporting local, and uh, buy a book from Jonathan Shikes on the line right now with us from Westward Magazine. It's Jonathan Shikes, the Colorado beer guy. Uh, Colorado beer man? 
A guy? Are you a man or a guy? Yeah, you know, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm over fifty now. So probably man. <laughs> You're a man now. Thank you for clearing the fire yeah. now because I did say that Greg was much older than you, and you just proved that right. Earlier you know? on, I was trying to describe on how we all feel, kind of with what's happened this past week, and I I said Linus getting the ball pulled out from underneath. It's Charlie Brown. I mean, it's Charlie Brown, man. That's who got the football pulled out from underneath him. Um, Jonathan, in studio with us right now, and thank these guys for coming in. It's uh, Brandon and Alyssa, Alyssa Thorpe from Jagged Mountain. Welcome, guys. Thank you for having Thanks. us. First of all, let's go to you. You heard a lot today on the show. What, what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it's a lot to take in. It's interesting to see the differences between breweries and restaurants and the different struggles that we're all going through. But at the end of the day, it's from the same issue, and we're all having to kind of adapt to this new reality. Um, and, yeah, it's just interesting to see our common struggles. Absolutely pivoting right now, mm-hmm. uh, trying to survive. So what are you, what are you seeing right now what, what, with breweries in particular? Um, what's the pivot point? Yeah, I mean, this, this week honestly has been uh, positive for us and I think for I think most breweries would say the to-go beer option whether that be crawlers cans bottles anything like that um, has actually been pretty good Um, I think a lot of our supporters are coming out and really trying to show that yeah we support you guys we love you guys we want to buy to-go beer so you can stay functioning and open um, but I think the fear of the unknown uh, in the next coming weeks is still there for everyone. We just don't know how long is this sustainable and what is it going to look like two weeks from now when people are you know, completely stocked up on beer or they don't want to go out anymore to get to-go stuff. Um, yeah, it's just fear of the unknown. But honestly, uh, the brewing industry, I think, is a little bit better off in the re- restaurant industry just because we've always had those to-go options. Mm-hmm. We've always had this kind of model, even though Jagged Mountain ourselves, we don't can beer and we don't sell to liquor stores, but we have a to-go option in crawlers, in bottles. Um, so we're flexible that way, which is good. When you look at, do you measure in barrels per week? What is your volume? Do you, do you if I asked you, hey, what was your barrels per week this week versus three weeks ago? Because you said you, you haven't fared too bad. I'm just curious, Alyssa. Um, I, I don't think we do barrels. I think we do more taproom sales, like dollar signs. Okay. More like. Um, is it half? I don't want you to disclose, like, personal what information. What, but yeah. You just <laughs> half the business last week? Uh, I think you're probably yeah. doing decent. Yeah, I would say, a, I mean, it varies day to day. Some day, like the day that it snowed, whatever, Thursday or whatever. Uh, wasn't great, but um, I would say half, maybe 40% of what we normally make. Um, it's hard to say this time of the year is really hard because, honestly, this is the the best time of the year for most breweries. Mm-hmm. Um, it's spring. People are getting out. They want to drink on patios. You know, baseball season is starting, so it's really hardcore for us. We're right down the street from the baseball stadium, um, and none of that is happening right now. Weird, isn't so, it? Yeah, uh, if I mean, if you were c- to compare it to that, it would maybe be a little bit more drastic. Um, but it, we're still often optimistic in the fact that people are actually still coming in. Yeah. What about employee retention? 
Um, Jagged has kind of taken the stance of we unfortunately had to furlough a lot of our employees just to stay alive with the uh, rent prices in our areas, really expensive. Um, so I actually <laughs> brewed a lot of beer in preparation for opening day. So we actually have a ton of like surplus. beer back stock, yeah. which is good and bad, bad for me because yeah. I'm not really working right now. Um, but good in the fact that we have plenty of beer to go um, and plenty of options that people can choose from. Um, so we only have one employee on staff right now uh, that's behind the bar doing to-go sales. And I think that's, you know, similar case to a lot of business, a lot of breweries. They're rotating through their staff. Um, you know, let's say they'll have one bartender on for one day and they'll get the tips and hourly wage from that one day. But that's obviously not sustainable to a lot of people. So now, it is tough. You do you ha- you sell through some restaurants in town, right? Or no? Is it all all your businesses and growlers and growlers or? Most of our business is through um, over the counter, yeah, over tap room. tap room sales. But mm-hmm. we do we did have a lot of restaurant businesses keg accounts. Um, but we the only other business that we sold crowlers to was a place called Craft Alley that is down on Pearl Street. They're an awesome uh, business. They actually get crowlers only, so no cans, no growlers or anything like that, just these large 32-ounce crowlers, um, and they can deliver it or um, through mail or delivery service, or you can go into their um, actual physical location and buy crowlers from them. Um, so that is one of the only places that we do a to-go format. Yeah, Jonathan Shikes on the phone with us. What you're hearing right now does that sound pretty much consistent from consistent to what you're hearing right now from other breweries? Yes, I, I think so. Uh, you know, depending on the brewery and, and kind of where they're located and, and what their structure is, I think uh, everybody's sales are. I guess I was actually surprised if they're if Jagged Mountain is doing forty percent of what they would normally do. That um, because I think there's some breweries that you know that are they're way under that um, in terms of total, you know, sales that they're bringing in per day. So that's that's probably pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think um, yeah, I think that you know, sales are way down. Uh, brewers are trying to do what they can do. They've a lot of them are furloughed, and and I like that word furlough more than more than laid off because I'm right. hoping that all those folks get um, you know get their jobs that those jobs are still there for them when this is over. Um, but yeah, they've they've had to. You know, put people on hold and, and that kind of thing all, all over all over the state. Yeah, the talent pool of unemployed people right now is just off the hook. There's a lot of talented people out there without jobs from service industry. One thing that strikes me about breweries is I liken them to, like, sports teams because they have a f- fan base of people that will wear their hats and their T-shirts and, and they love them and they want to see them survive. Um, the breweries of Colorado are beloved, right? You don't really necessarily see that with restaurants. You know, you're not wearing your favorite restaurant's hat or T-shirt, even if they have one. Um, but breweries, um, I, I think that that's a, a great way to support your local brewery is show that fanaticism of buying apparel. Yeah, buy their swag now. For sure. Yep. That would be helpful, right? Absolutely. And we've kind of set it up in our tap room where... We, you know, have all of our tables completely stacked up. All the chairs are up, but we have a little corner right when you enter in to the building 
where we have merch set up. All of our to-go sales stuff is right there. So as soon as you walk in, you see everything that's available to go. Um, and merch sales obviously helps uh, our brand and just the bottom line in general. So, yeah. And not to get too nosy of your business, but I want to revisit that. Okay, 40% maybe that. How much of those operating costs were uh, payroll? Just uh, to kind of see where you would lay right now. I mean, there's one one person on payroll right now. Right, right. But what would that have been? What percentage of that? I'm just trying to see where you'd be if everything, if the water settled, you don't have that payroll, but you're still selling some beer. Like, are you close to even functioning right now? I think we are, like Jonathan said, I think we're a little bit better off than some breweries out there right now. Um, mostly because of our location, I think is really amazing. Our reputation is good. Um, I'm not sure about the specific numbers, honestly. I'm not an owner, so I can't speak to that. Sure. Um, but I will say that everybody in the team and the owners are feeling very optimistic, great. which is awesome. Yeah, that's great. And as yeah. we're at day six of a long journey. Um, heat map, Jonathan, take it away. What are we? This is really, really cool, this interactive heat map to know what breweries are doing there. Can you get uh, explain a little bit more? Sure, and it's actually the um, it's the Colorado Brewers Guild who um, who built that with the help of um, uh, with the volunteer help of, of a woman uh, uh, Megan. Uh, I'm not sure if how to pronounce her last name. I think it's Bleece, but she works with this. She does this for a living, um, building interactive maps, and she uh, built this very cool one that shows all the breweries. Well, I think she's working on all the breweries that are in the guild, and then maybe. Um, you know, all, all across Colorado, and you can, basically, you can find it, you can look at the map and, you know, look where, where you live and, and uh, or where you're headed that day, and you can find the breweries, and then you can click on them, and you can see who's open, who's doing gift cards, gift certificates, uh, what the phone number is, the website, um, if they're doing, you know, if they're doing ordering online, or if they're doing, you know, beer pickup, uh, delivery, whatever it is, so I think she's updating that on a a fairly daily basis, trying you know, as things change, and they seem to change every 12 hours or so. Um, Looks but, good. Uh, you know, it's yeah, it's continually getting updated. So it's it's a it's kind of a neat um, tool that uh, that people have to just uh, figure out where they can go and how they can help. Cool. We're gonna jump in the next segment to some uh, spirits. See what the uh, distillery world is doing. Jonathan Shikes, please mention the book again. How you can get it, and then any <laughs> final thoughts, please. Sure. Uh, yeah, the book. Um, uh, the book is Denver Beer: uh, A History of Mile High Brewing, and it's uh, it's available on, on the websites for Tattered Cover and for for Book Bar, um, and as well as Amazon and, and BarnesandNoble.com. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely good reading material for for people right now. Um, and you know, it gives it gives a lot of a lot of history and talks a little bit about some of the modern modern breweries. I was over at Strange Craft. Last night, um, selling some books, but also I was, I, you know, I it was, I gave the money that I, whatever money that I made on it, I was, I was putting in their, um, in their tip fund, and you know, I'm trying to, I've certainly been, you know, I've loved being a part of of craft beer for the past 12 years, uh, 13 years in Denver, and and I just am trying to give back whatever I can and rotate around and buy gift cards, buy beer, show up at places. Uh, with smiles and um, and spend some money. So that's that's what I'm trying to do right now. 
I'd say I'm surprised, but I'm not. <laughs> I mean, that's just you, Jonathan. And I think that's all. I think that's a lot of us right now, just seeing that resiliency. I think that's everybody, yeah. And, get, and the giving. Man, we're going to catch up soon uh, under different circumstances, but uh, if you don't mind, be accessible to us because we're doing a live stream for three hours every single day. And uh, we'd love to have Absolutely. you back. Thank you, sir. Sure. Thank you. Jonathan, Colorado beer man. Shikes, right there from Westward Magazine. You guys like spirits? Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, you guys stick around. <laughs> Jagged Mountain here with us. You want to stick around and hear Rocker Spirits, what they're doing? I'm in. Yeah. All right, cool. And then, again, a little special edition, uh, 15 minutes. Uh, Mark Whistler is going to join us at 8 o'clock, and we'll continue on right here on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Choose your path through Cyberland. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram and Facebook for all the fun photos and videos. Just search The Modern Eater or check out the website, themoderneater.com. Hey, it's Chef Elon Wenzel, owner of Element Knife Company. If you cook, then you'll know the importance of a quality knife and proper care. My training in Japan exposed me to exceptional cutlery. That's why I am so excited to offer you the knives I fell in love with. Element Knife Company is chef-driven, and my goal is to support and educate. Get at me for a knife clinic or conversation. Find me at elementknife.com or by simply calling 303-460-4628. For the best knives in your kitchen, think Element Knife Company. Hey guys, Chris Johnson here, owner of Rome Sausage, your hyper-local source for all things sausage awesomeness. My family is proud to carry on the fine traditions of Rome's founder, Jerry Rome, by producing a variety of amazing sausage in small batches with an eye on quality, not quantity. Every batch is made here in the great state of Colorado by hand-mixing spices, utilizing lean cuts of pork to make an outstanding product. Sourcing ingredients and materials locally, we are committed to supporting local vendors, chefs, restaurants, and the entire Colorado food scene. Getting hungry yet? Brats, Italian, breakfast, hot Polish, green chili, chicken apple, and the world's best chorizo. You can source all of our sausage through a variety of food service distributors. If your distributor doesn't carry it, call us. We'll come direct. You want a custom item? We'll do that too. Samples, and of course, sausage jokes, can be had by contacting me directly at chris at romesausage.com or by phone at 303-296-7663. The modern eater loves Rome sausage, and I know you will too. What do you get when you have two women who love to play with corn? A unique craft distillery, of course. Let me explain. Hi, my name is Alex Tudor. My mom and I own Meridium Spirits, located right here in Colorado. Chances are you've seen our award-winning coop gin and coop vodka on the shelves at many fine local retail locations. Here's our mission. My mom and I believe that family is important, and our business is a reflection of that. When you taste our delicious and locally crafted spirits in a cocktail or by themselves, you'll taste our passion for what we do. Hear our story and watch our progress this year on The Modern Eater. We love to share because everything is more fun with friends. Next time you choose a vodka or gin, consider us, Meridium Spirits. Now it's time for the Modern Eater's Booze in the News segment. I like my beer cold, my meat grilled, and my entertainment explosive. All we need is a a chair and a a cooler beer. Here's your Booze News. Okay, welcome back to the show, Booze in the News. All the Booze News you can use right here on the Modern Eater show. I think I just, I'm hallucinating and just had a stroke. Something just happened to me right there. I've been microdosing you all show. (laughs) You really? Did you not know that? (laughs) Man, I could use it right now. What would a friend be like me who doesn't microdose you? What a strange, it's that Graceful Dead thing, man. What a a trip it's been. Yeah, what a long, strange trip it's been. And it's going to get longer. Yeah, yeah. And we're going into the unknown, man. 
That's it's interesting what I'm seeing out there, and I'm so proud of people, especially with social media. And, again, it's early. Things are going to take turns that we don't know. But uh, people are using their little social media platforms to breed positivity right now. Thankfully. And I enjoy i got to tell you, we need that. Yeah. We, there's something that we need right now, and it's a shot of, I mean, t- paying it forward in any and every way we can right now. You're figuring out who your friends are. Yeah. That's for sure. Uh, continuing on, Alyssa and uh, Brandon Thorpe here with us in studio. Speaking of friends. I know. And um, Mark Whistler joins us. Thank you. Hey there, we're going to get your mic going there, but uh, no. it's a special trick we're playing. <laughs> are you there? What's thank you? Hi there. I hear you. Please. Yeah. Oh. Thank, thank you for having me on. What it's, a week. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to be here. And uh, I, I did promote that um, we're going to uh, give a little uh, stream extra. We're going to go about 15 more minutes tonight. I think you need to tune in uh, when the iHeartRadio broadcast ends at... 7.58.50. We're going to continue on for about 15 more minutes to give you an extra, so stick around for that. But here we are, and you're seeing every pivot point possible with restaurants and, and bars and liquor getting opened up to curbside and delivery and uh, remarkable times we live in, Mark. But this week with you, my friend, again, you, we're seeing true colors from people. You're just out there doing it, but it's instinct for you, right? Feeding people servitude that's what this business is about it's, a, it's instinct for everybody in this industry i mean this is this is the hospitality industry it's what we do and um yeah i you know i saw a really funny facebook post the other day with this guy and he's standing in his uh in his bathroom and he's like oh it's nice to see you chin chin oh nice to see you chin chin and you know i think that it kind of speaks volumes to you know we're in the hospitality industry what do we do when we don't have any customers we stand in the bathroom and cheers ourselves in the mirror <laughs> but i you know like, so like we're, we're just so used to um providing hospitality for our guests it's what we do and it, this is not a, a singular industry you know this is not um, even it doesn't matter what what side you're on. Even if you're back at house, you're surrounded by people all the time. I just think that the, you know, um, yeah, it's just a huge paradigm shift for the hospitality industry and to be able to provide that to people. I know that, that speaking to a lot of different people in the industry and even even myself, you know, I think we've all had moments this week where we've just kind of like lost it a little and just you know. Yeah, me and we, you. Oh yeah. We, we uh, but we're friends. It. We go yeah. back and forth. But it, yeah. it, it's it's tough. It's tough to keep that sanity. Yeah. And guess what happens uh, to the people that you absolutely love? They yep. get the brunt. Right. Of everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, it is what it is. But that yeah. you know, I was thinking about it last night after we talked on the phone. And but yeah. that's what. Um, you know, that's what friendship is. That's what. Um, that's what it's about. It's really you know going to the people that you love the most in your best times and also your worst times and those people um are ultimately you know they they're going to understand and um and kind of you know accept you at your worst too and um i just uh, i really i'm so grateful for you guys i hope you know that you know you guys being here tonight i think it's awesome jay is just the backbone the rock. Of, yeah he really rock. is it, i you know what i realized Jay, you've gotten so good at what you do. I just watch you over there, and you, man, you're just a machine. And you, um, you're like, yeah, you're just like the producer genius extraordinaire, oh, no. man. Oh, no. I just, I'm really, I'm really proud of all you guys. Just to see the, you know, all the developments of this show. Um, and I, I think the really cool part is that what you guys are providing this week, and I think more than anything, you know, where there, where there isn't a ton of communication between people. 
um, you guys are providing a little bit of hope, and and I need you to know that like what you're doing right now, and and really you know you you've got restaurants and um, all the hospitality workers and everybody in this industry like you really have their back, and um, I just. I think it's important that the world knows that, and I, I really, I don't think there's another radio station or um, online streaming service or, I mean, there's a couple, but I don't think anybody who's really doing what you guys are doing five hours a day, how exhausted are you at the end of that every single day, and you're just fighting. You're fighting for the little guy, and I really, um, I think that we should all give you, you know, a little, little hats off to what you're doing, and I think that you guys deserve... Um, a little bit of accolade and um, definitely a little bit of outpouring of support for um, for the fight that you guys are taking to the world to try and restore balance and hope and financial security and jobs. What you're doing is completely, um, I, yeah. You guys, you guys deserve the uh, the silver star. That's I why think. you need to stick around to the other side. We're going to continue this show. Dustin Evans just showed up to the party. Uh, they're going late, but hopefully we can grab him on this other side. So we'll put Dustin on hold. We'll, Jump on Facebook, folks. We'll get, we'll get. Jay's going to get a hold of you, Dustin. See if we can get you. We just have a minute left in this show. You guys stick around. Let's do 15, 20 more minutes, and, and I think this is where it'll really open up. If you're listening on iHeartRadio on 6:30 K, how? Jump on over to the Modern Eater Facebook stream. We're going to continue on there. And again, you know, Motel Six, the the lights off. The Modern Eater. We're leaving the light on for you, baby. Yeah. Right. All right. Stick around Thank right you. now. We're going to uh, exit out of iHeartRadio and back into the Modern Eater stream. So we'll do that right here and right now on the Modern Eater Show on iHeartRadio. Radio. 